This episode is brought to you by Backblaze. Have all of your data safely and securely backed up in the cloud with Backblaze and have it available whenever you want it. Go to backblaze.com slash richdad and start your free no-risk trial. That's backblaze.com slash richdad. This is the Rich Dad Radio Show. The good news and bad news about money. Here's Robert Kiyosaki. Hello, hello, host Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And we have a very, I mean, very important and timely Rich Dad Radio Show today because it's on the future of entrepreneurship. Not the past, but the future. And the reason this is important is back in 1981, I was a student of Dr. R. Buckminster Fuller, inventor of the geodesic dome, which was the world pavilion, the U.S. pavilion at the uh, Expo 67 in Montreal, Canada. And Fuller was my, one of my poor dad's favorites being an academic type. But I go, I go into this audience in 1981, I'm sitting down there with all these guys who are hippies and commies and pinkos and I'm a capitalist sitting in this audience. And Fuller says, his opening line, I still remember his opening line. You know, he was considered one of the greatest geniuses of our times. John Denver wrote songs about the guy. People praised the heck out of him. But he says, ladies and gentlemen, we are the news. And I didn't understand what he meant by that. He says, when you see it, when you see, when you hear the news, it's the past. Anything in the news today is history. It's not new. He says, you have to understand the difference between the past, news, and new. Because he was a futurist. So what's in the news today? I woke up this morning and all they're talking about is this coronavirus and you know, what's going to happen to the economy and the millions of people who have lost their jobs? Millions. And that's not the news. That's old. So what Fuller was saying back in 81 to my class was that what you're listening to in the news today is the death of the old. That's, it's over. So the reason this program is so important, it's really about the future of entrepreneurship. Now, let me put it another way just so you understand it. One of the most obsolete things you can have is an old idea in your head. So think about these words, go to school and get a job. Why would you want a job today? Save money. Why would you save money when the government's printing trillions right now? You know, invest for the long-term and a well-defined portfolios, well, you know, well-defined portfolios, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and ETFs. Why would you do that? Yet people are still hanging on to those old ideas. One last point. So I was an entrepreneur and in the eighties I had a, in the seventies I had a company that started the nylon and Velcro surfer wallet business. And I became, you know, my, my, my products became um, sporting goods product of the year and all this stuff. And I made the Honolulu newspaper saying, Robert Kiyosaki is an entrepreneur. And my poor dad called up and he says, did you hear what the paper said about you? Did you read that? I said, what, what they say? He says, they called you an entrepreneur. Now this was the act, my father was head of education for the state of Hawaii, PhD. I said, what does entrepreneur mean to you, dad? It means you're a crook. <laughs> so today, when you think about it, you know, it says, and you take too much risk in a typical Japanese father. But think about it today. The riskiest thing you can be today is an employee. The smartest thing you can do is be an entrepreneur. The problem is our school system still teaching people to be employees. And that's the biggest risk of all. Any comments, Kim? Well, we've always said here at Rich Dad that the future is, is entrepreneurship. And if you want to really be financially responsible, then entrepreneurship's the way to go. And we see that as the solution. We've always seen it as a solution, but even more so today than ever, given this virus and given the shutdown that's happening all over the world, um, I think this is the time for entrepreneurship to really to really bloom even more so. And, and we've got the guy who's going to talk just may, about that. May I say one last thing? This is worse than 9-11 because this is like a 9-11. What's happening today, and, you know, the stuff hasn't hit the fan yet. It's only starting to hit the fan now. This is like a 9-11 in Phoenix, Chicago, Los Angeles, Dallas, uh, New York. 
Japan, London, Europe, Rome. London. This is like a 9-11 in every city, every town throughout the world. So this is bigger than 9-11. This is the change of an era. This is the change of an era. It is the end of the old and the beginning of the new. The problem is the people who are scared, you know what, are still hanging on to the old. So today is a very, very important program because you have two entrepreneurs. Well, actually three with Kim, but anyway. Thank you. But, uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. But from Hawaii, there, from Hawaii there, are, there are three entrepreneurs that are really famous. One is Steve Case, founder of AOL. And the other one is Guy Kawasaki. And on the dark side is Robert Kiyosaki because I've always <laughs> criticized the, I've always criticized the academics for having their heads up their butts. <laughs> now the other side of it, the reason this is really good because Guy Kawasaki is the ray of sunshine, and Robert Kiyosaki is the dark side. <laughs> so you'll get both points of views. Now they're both they're both valuable because this is the worst of times if you're an employee looking for job security but it's the best of the times if you're gonna be an entrepreneur. So Guy Kawasaki is infamous for being part of Apple. In fact, he's more famous than Steve Jobs. He's more popular than Steve Jobs. I don't Steve, know about that. Oh yeah, yeah, hey, 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 hey. Calm down, man. I'm giving, you some, I'm giving you an outsider's point of view here. I mean, Guy was, Guy was, you know, Jobs' reputation was pretty nasty. He was kind of like me, you know, kind of a rude guy. But Guy was always the ray of sunshine. He was positive. He was the brand they leader. They called him the, the chief evangelist. The chief evangelist of Apple. And I'm on the dark side with Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But they <laughs> both have their points. But the point is, ladies and gentlemen, get rid of the idea of being an employee. In the next show, we're going to have Tom Wheelwright coming on, talking about how medical doctors have to fire themselves and their staff because of this coronavirus because they're doing such non-essential surgeries such as boob jobs and facelifts. They have to get that's rid an, of- That's another they, show. They have to get rid of people. <laughs> that's another show. So all these high paid surgical nurses and all that, they're losing their jobs. They did the right thing. So what we're saying here, ladies and gentlemen, this is the news. What's in the news today is old. The fact that we have coronavirus and the whole economy is collapsing right now, all over the world is old. I've been saying this for years. Not, it's not been nice being chicken little. The sky is falling, the sky is falling. Well, the sky fell, so it's not the news. So today's program is very important. It's about what's, why it's important to be the entrepreneur, but what is the future. So uh, welcome to the program here. The reason I chose Guy is because he and I are kind of interchangeable. You know, they say, are, are, you, Guy <laughs> are, are you Guy Kawasaki? I said, no, 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 no. I'm much better looking. <laughs> no, but they said, and then Guy gets considered called Kiyosaki. And we're both from Hawaii. Our fathers were friends. It's kind of interesting that we're on this program together. So Guy, welcome to the program. Welcome, Guy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, you're right. I am often asked, well, the way it really goes, okay, is somebody comes up to me and says, I read your book. It changed my life. I was lost. <laughs> I didn't have direction. I didn't know what to do. And then I read your book. And so I say to them, well, which book? I wrote 15 books. And they say, oh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I, say, oh. <laughs> I said, you don't understand. I'm Poor Dad, Poor Dad. It's Kiyosaki. And what I tell people is, say, are you Guy Kawasaki? I said, no, he was that rich guy who went to the private schools. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and still I off the student loans. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to Hilo High, which could be the end of the earth as far as academic <laughs> brilliance goes. <laughs> so, I guess, so, Guy, I like your shirt because you're also the brand ambassador for Mercedes and you got your Mercedes shirt on. And you're also the chief evangelist of Canva. Yeah. Canva. Canva, yeah. What is Canva? Canva is an online graphics design service, so it enables people to create great graphics. And this can be for social media, flyers, newsletters, uh, resumes, business cards, posters, you name it. Uh, Canva has literally made, well, we make about three or four million graphics per day for people around wow. the world. So, wow. yeah, it's, it's, this is called Guy's Golden Touch. So, uh, Guy's Golden Touch is not 
whatever I touch turns to gold. Guys, golden touches, whatever is gold, guy touches. So, <laughs> I like that. Canva has been extremely <laughs> successful, not oh, because fantastic. of me, but that's just a secret between the three of us. <laughs> well, well, you know, I, 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 I highly commend you, guy, because you are the ray of sunshine, and I'm Darth, <laughs> I'm Darth Vader. <laughs> what? Why so, are you so negative, Bob? <laughs> I'm not negative because you, you have to, as Fuller says, you have to have both. You see the dark okay. side because when the when you see the dark, you see the light. So <laughs> okay. I saw I, I saw this coming. I mean, how many years, Kim? I've so been many, many, I, I've many been years. chicken little. We didn't know it was going to come in this form as a yeah. as a virus, as a global virus. But yeah. yeah, yeah. But now, but it is a change. The biggest thing, guy, is that it is a change of an age. We've we've shifted from industrial age to information age. Truly, and it really is. It really is the age of the entrepreneur. Because you know everybody's sitting at home right now. I mean, there goes a commercial office build, building business. You know, there goes home loans are going to get blown apart, and everything's coming apart right now. How do you, the good how'd news you like is, to be we work right now. Oh my goodness! No kidding. <laughs> Jeez, how oh many square gosh. feet of office space do they rent? Whew. Yeah, yeah, So guy, have, so guy, they, so guy, they pay you. Yeah. So guy, you've always been in the future. You've always been the positive. You know, the uh, shining force out there. And we're talking about the future of business. But before we get into that, can you give us a little background how you evolved from this rich kid in Hawaii to go to Stanford and live at Apple? <laughs> First of all, let's just bust that. that, that <laughs> <laughs> I, I was born and raised in Kalihi Valley. Oh, my God. Those, yeah, for those people who are not sufficiently familiar with Hawaii, Kalihi Valley is a very, very tough part of Hawaii. You don't look and, Samoan. Yeah, you don't was, look Samoan or Tonga. Was, you know, Samoan, Hawaiian, <laughs> Chinese, Japanese, Filipino, you name it. But it was not Scottsdale, Arizona. Touche. Touche. I went to a, a public elementary school, and one of the people who literally changed the course of my life was an elementary school teacher who told my parents that I had too much potential and get me out of the public school system and put me into a private school that was a prep school for college. And if she had not convinced my parents to do that, and if my parents had not made the sacrifices to make that possible, you know, I would be cleaning Robert's house in Hawaii right now. <laughs> so, so, you know, kudos to that elementary school teacher. Yeah. So I, I, listen, I was born and raised in Hawaii. Uh, I went to Iolani. That's the school that Robert and Barack Obama could not get into. <laughs> and then after that, I went to college so long ago. Back then, Japanese American was considered an oppressed minority. So the only reason why I got into Stanford is because I was Japanese. And back then, people, you know, schools admitted Japanese to balance their racial profile. So I went to Stanford and then I... I went to law school for a couple of weeks. I hated it. I dropped out. I went and got an MBA from UCLA. And while I was at UCLA, I started, believe it or not, working for a jewelry manufacturer, counting diamonds. I stayed in the diamond business for about five years. And then because of nepotism, someone that I went to school with at Stanford hired me into Apple in the Mac division. And the rest is history. I was Macintosh's software evangelist. And then I became an entrepreneur. I returned to Apple. Then I left Apple again. And now I am chief evangelist of Canva, Mercedes brand ambassador, podcaster, and, you know, father <laughs> and husband. <laughs> well, congratulations. Yeah, and, con and author. And author of many, many, many books. You came out with a book, Wise Guy, last year. Yes. What, was, what is Wise Guy? I love the title, Wise Guy. So, Wise Guy, it's kind of like, chicken soup for the soul where it's filled with stories that have wisdom and, and lessons behind it a uh, chicken soup for the soul is contributed i mean many many people have sent their stories wise guy is just my stories and it talks about growing up in hawaii uh, getting robbed twice in hawaii all, all those kind of stories and how they formed my character it's not a autobiography or a, a memoir because Quite frankly, I haven't been that successful. You know, a memoir is for Nelson oh. Mandela and Mother Teresa, not Guy Kawasaki. <laughs> so it's just a collection of stories of my life that I think have lessons for people. Uh, 
Well, that's yeah. uh, you know, guy. You've influenced many, 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 many. I'm I'm not kidding you. People do come up with me. Are you are you guy Kawasaki? I go, no, no, no. I'm the other guy. I'm the dark side. But but anyway, let me ask you this question. When you look at the future of entrepreneurship, I mean, wouldn't you say when we were kids, to be an entrepreneur was to be risky? But yes. today, the risky thing is to be an employee. Yeah, well, back you know, back then, I'm talking about the. I was in high school and college in the '70s and '80s. Uh, especially if you're Asian American, your parents wanted you to be a doctor, lawyer, or dentist, right? That, that was the big three. And and all those uh, guys went to Iolani. That's what yeah. happened to them. <laughs> and, and this and is Hilo before High, Apple and before Steve Jobs. And so people wanted, you know, a nice, steady job. And if you weren't doctor, lawyer, or dentist in Hawaii, then you worked in the tourist business or retailing. And or, yeah, or thank guy, God guy. for people like Steve Case who busted that stereotype. Right. And then, you know, for me, if, if you graduate from Hilo High, you could drive cane trucks <laughs> <laughs> and work for the, and work for the pineapple industry, which I did all both because that's all we could do. Yeah. Yes. So any, anyway, uh, you know, really congratulations on your success. By the way, your father was Duke Kawasaki, right? Yes. Yes, he was. And, and he and my yes, dad were good friends. I didn't, I didn't realize that after I talked to you about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. So we have, we have, we have a good, uh, lineage at least on that end. So, <laughs> but anyway, what don't you say guy we're now officially as bad as it looks, you know, right now the, there's a book by Jarrett diamond called collapse, which I've read cause I'm the dark side. What, when does an empire shift and we're in the middle of it right now and people are going backwards and forward but I see the future so bright, you know, as pessim, I've been pessimistic, but I was preparing for the brightness. And so what I want to get into with you, wouldn't you say we're in that age that everybody was talking about now? We're finally in the information age, you know, Steve Jobs and all these guys, they were the leaders in it at the time. And yeah, they, I, they brought us into this. I, I would say that you, you can't build a case that this is good that we're having this pandemic and people are dying uh, because of the suffering and, and all the trauma that it's causing. But it is definitely going to be a turning point in the history of mankind. It is. And, and yeah, I, I think that uh, for an entrepreneur or first of all, let's define entrepreneurship because I think many people, when they hear the word entrepreneur, they think, oh, I have to be Steve Jobs. I have to be Elon Musk. I mean, I would make the case that someone who starts a store, a shave ice stand, a restaurant, uh, a consulting firm, someone who starts, you know, a surfboard shaping business. Hey guy, who, how about this woman who's a babysitter in our neighborhood? She's cleaning up. Yeah. Because everybody's tired of their kids. <laughs> yeah, so let, yeah let, let's first bust the myth that you have to be Steve Jobs or Elon Musk to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. That, that's simply not true. Um, so entrepreneurship is, is more a state of mind, and yep. it, it's about controlling your own destiny. Correct. It's about being responsible uh, for your own destiny. You're not depending on the government. You're not depending on a large company to employ you for 30 years contributing to your 401k and then finally you know you get to retire and sail off into the sunset and the, i think the turning point here is that um when this is over and it will be over people are going to look back and say you know what I'm, i mean now i realize that telecommuting is possible and companies are going to say wow we realize that people were just as efficient working at home as they were coming to our office and people are going to also realize that, wow, it was efficient working at home. And I, and I could have started a company at home and telecommuting works and all this digital stuff is working. And, you know, that I, I've told I, you and I speak a lot. Right. And and I've told many I told many conference organizers, listen, so if you have a conference for 500 to 5000 people, if you're in the first five or 10 rows, you're looking at Robert or Guy live. But after the 10th row, everybody's looking at the image, the image on the screen. That's right. So That's right. what difference does it make if it's an image of someone at the podium or if it's image of someone 3,000 miles away? 
most of the people in the audience are looking at the image anyway. So, you know, that opens up a whole different way of approaching public yeah. speaking. Yeah, we have, of yeah. course, we have friends who have companies that are public speaking companies, and that's exactly what they're looking at going towards. Instead of canceling all these programs, let's do them online. Let's let's figure out how to yeah. make this technology more beneficial and more effective. And you know, guy, uh, I'm one of those I'm one of those technosaurus as Rex. You know, yes, I, he is. I can I, vouch for that. I, I, I just found the iPhone finally. But oh my god! <laughs> but I also I just found YouTube. That's how bad I am. Oh no! So, but anyway, I still have YouTube channels. I have higher ratings and all that. Not because I'm a techie, but because I'm an entrepreneur. Yes. So we come back. I want to come back into what's the mindset of an yes. entrepreneur. You've okay. touched on it. It's really a mindset, but it's also a skill set. And the average person doesn't have the mindset because they're still looking for job security and they don't have the skills of an entrepreneur. So we come back with going in more into what is the future of entrepreneurship because during this crisis, or as Fuller says, this is the news. What, what happened is the past. This is the news. And it's time for us to become entrepreneurs. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is the Rich Dad Radio Show producer, Rob. You may not realize it yet, but there are devastating threats working tirelessly to steal your wealth and drive your family into a never-ending nightmare. These destructive forces don't care how many assets you own or how big your family is. They only care about taking what is rightfully yours. Here at Rich Dad, we understand how important it is to protect your assets. We've experienced firsthand how vicious attacks can ruin your hard work. That's why we've teamed up with Trust & Will. Trust & Will makes estate planning easy. For only $39, Trust & Will can help you sleep better at night, ensuring your assets and family are protected 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Regardless of where you live in the United States, how can you protect yourself from bulldog attorneys and slimy bureaucrats before they latch on to what's rightfully yours? Go to trustandwill.com slash richdad to get bulletproof protection of your personal and professional assets. And by going to trustandwill.com slash richdad right now, you'll receive an additional 10% off your guardianship, trust, or will. Again, to protect you and your family from the unknown, go to trustandwill.com slash richdad right now. Don't be like Charlie. Charlie is that do-it-yourselfer who does himself in. Do-it-yourself is good for tile and grout. It is not good for asset protection. Charlie thought he'd save a few dollars forming his LLC online. With no guidance, he did it wrong. When he sold the property, he lost thousands and thousands of dollars. He did himself in by trying to do it himself. Don't burn yourself. Use Corporate Direct to set up and maintain your LLCs and corporations. Corporate Direct is owned and operated by attorney and rich dad advisor, Garrett Sutton. Garrett wrote the bestsellers, Loopholes of Real Estate, and Start Your Own Corporation. He is Robert Kiyosaki's attorney for asset protection. He and his team will do it right. Visit them at CorporateDirect.com or call 800-600-1760. Mention Rich Dad and receive $100 off your formation fee. That's CorporateDirect.com. CorporateDirect.com. Support for this podcast comes from Goldman Sachs. Through Launch with GS, a $500 million investment strategy grounded in the belief that teams with diverse leadership drive stronger returns, Goldman Sachs remains committed to facilitating connections and increasing access to capital for women, Black, Latinx, and other diverse entrepreneurs. Learn more at gs.com slash launch with GS. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, The Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. And today's program is a very important program. It's about the future of entrepreneurship. And the reason why this is an important program, as I said at the start of the last section, in 1981, I was a student with Buckminster Fuller, and his opening line was, he says, we are the news. So what I'm saying today right now is we are the news. He says, what you read in the paper is the death of an old. So today, most of us are listening to, you know, the pandemic and the collapse of the economy, people losing their jobs and all that, but that's the old. And what's old is the idea of going to school, getting a job, saving money, and investing for the long term in the stock market. That's old advice. You know, but people are clinging to that. People are still looking for job security and a steady paycheck and a pension. And those days are gone. So I've been the dark, the dark side of the moon, you know, saying, hey, get off of it. That, those days are gone. We're the end of 
we're end of all this. So our guest today is Guy Kawasaki. is is infamous for being Guy Kawasaki. He and I get confused a lot, and uh, which is a good thing. We're both from Hawaii. But he was a rich kid, and I wasn't. And he went to a good school, and I didn't. But other than that, we did okay. You know. And we're going to talk. And so. I'm going to give the pitch here. You can listen to the Rich Dad Radio time, anytime, anywhere on iTunes, Android, or YouTube. Things I know nothing about. And then you can leave a review anytime you wish to listen. The reason I don't know anything about them is because I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I don't have to know that stuff. That's kind of an attitude problem I have. And the reason, and then you can listen to this podcast again on Rich Dad Radio. The reason we archive it and rebroadcast re on Rich Dad Radio so you can listen to it again. You'll learn twice as much. You listen to it a second time, but more importantly, you can listen with your friends, family, and business associates about the future of entrepreneurship. Because what you're hearing in the news today, and this is March 2020, about the pandemic and the collapse of the world economy, like a 9/11 in every city throughout the world. This is the best time to be alive. This is the future today. It, it, yeah, we you know we say never let a good crisis go to waste, and this actually could be a great opportunity. I'm sure it's an eye opener and a, and a shock for a lot of people who never thought they were going to lose their job overnight, and now they are, and they're panicking and they don't know how they're going to make money, or maybe they can use this time where they're quarantined at home to learn and to study and to look at different ways of doing their life. I mean, this could be a great opportunity if you yep. look at it that way. And I think we're going to get into what the mindset of an entrepreneur is. And I think that's part of the mindset is what's the opportunity. Yeah. So our, our guest today is Guy Kawasaki. It's always Kiyosaki and Kawasaki. Sometimes I get mixed up myself in my old age, but anyway, so Guy has always been the light side of the moon and I've been the dark side of the moon, but he's on the technology side. And what I'm saying to you old guys like me, you don't really have to be a techie if you're an entrepreneur. There's a very big difference in mindset. So today we're talking about the future of entrepreneurship because what we've been dealing with on, in the news today about this pandemic is the death of an old. We're now if officially in the information age. So Guy, what, what would you like to say to entrepreneurs or future entrepreneurs? What do you, how do you see the future? And if anybody does not know who Guy Kawasaki is, which I cannot imagine, um, I he was that. the chief evangelist of Apple. We all know Apple. He's the chief evangelist today of Canva, which is a great graphics company online and brand ambassador for Mercedes-Benz, author of many books, the latest being uh, out last year called Wise Guy. So Guy, take it away. Yeah. So, so first of all, uh, let's get one immediate priority straight. It is to be healthy and to be safe. So this is about social distancing and washing your hands and all that kind of stuff. Because Robert and I, we can talk about the future of entrepreneurship and all that, but there, there's no future if you're dead. So <laughs> uh, take care of yourself, first of all. Now, uh, this too shall pass. And one has to put yourself in the framework of, so when this passes, what are the opportunities? And I don't profess to have you know, infinite <laughs> uh, and complete knowledge about the future. If, if I did, first of all, I wouldn't tell you. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but you have to look at it and you know, see what kind of opportunities and look at the changes that have happened now. So yesterday, I may be not the world's earliest adopter, but yesterday for the first time, I used Instacart. And somebody did shopping for me and dropped it at my house and he didn't come within six feet of me. And so, and then people are embracing Zoom and my kids are now taking classes for the rest of the year, probably online and they're all on iPads. And yeah, so all these kind of things, this is forcing a change. Uh, I have not left, I have not driven in my car for a week. Oh. And the only thing I've done is ride a bike for a couple miles to see what downtown Menlo Park is like. And so these are things that if you had said to me six months ago, guy, you are not going to leave your house for a week. I would have told him you're crazy. Uh, so this is a time of great change. And usually great change creates great opportunities. And it's difficult to predict what the opportunities are, but I mean, just look at all the changes that we've gone through. Guy, okay, let me ask you this question. Could this have happened in the year 2000? Could we be doing what we're doing today in the year 2000? 
In the sense of would the technology have been adequate back then? Was there iPads? Was there iPhones? Was there Zoom? Was there YouTube? Well, and, oh. you know, was there fast internet? I mean, you were probably still on AOL back then. <laughs> What, what is you AOL? were probably on CompuServe. <laughs> no, we, I, I, we you, you had just gotten rid of your telegraph. <laughs> satellite so, phone. <laughs> yeah. But I still I still have Morse code in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, I mean if this had happened back then. Now, on the other hand, on the other hand, if this had happened back then, maybe there wouldn't have been so much travel and interconnection. And, you know, maybe the United States would not have been as dependent on manufacturing in China. So there, there's, it's not all bad news. There could have been less connectivity, analog and digital, that might have prevented the spread of the disease because, you know, people weren't getting on Airbus 380s yeah. <laughs> and people weren't getting in mega cruise liners. Uh, so that probably is different. Well, the point here is this, is that what we're doing today wasn't possible 20 years ago, 9-11. Yes. And this is like 9-11 yes. in every city throughout the world. I mean, you know, and the other way I look at it is this, is that, you know, Guy and I are of the generation was right after World War II. And, you know, being Japanese was probably the worst thing we could be. But you, <laughs> <laughs> because they, were, they still use the word Jap and all that against us and all this stuff. So it was a, a time to grow up. But the thing I noticed was how... Japan and Germany came back. And that's the lesson I'd like to have for people today is that if even if you've been torpedoed and you're out of out of work and out of money and all this stuff is that it's a chance to get come back. And but come back differently. The whole thing here to me the future is brighter than ever before, but you cannot have the mindset I'm going to go to school and get job security and a pension and a 401k and save money because those days are gone. And that's all I've been saying, Guy, is that those, yes. are obs those are obsolete ideas. But the future is very, very bright if you have the mindset and the skill set of an entrepreneur. And that's, that's, that's really what I want to say to people. For, for my podcast, I recently interviewed Steven Pinker. And Steven Pinker is a, a psychologist uh, from Harvard. And he said, if you really step back and look at the human condition right now, we are in the best time ever yep. uh, in terms of war and violence. Now, this is, you know, before the pandemic really had hit, but all things considered. Uh, but, you know, in a sense, he's telling me that nostalgia is overrated. So everybody looks back and says, you know, back when I was a kid, we used to have these family dinners and we would sit around and Noah's on their digital device and everybody's paying attention and we're eating all this homegrown organic stuff. And then after we had dinner and we discussed philosophy and religion, we would go into the other room and we would play board games and we'd be communicating with our kids and all that. And Robert, I don't know about you, but I don't remember it that way, bro. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was like, Wow, you know, once in a while we had spaghetti or stew, and that was a big freaking deal, man. I mean, I, nostalgia is overrated. <laughs> but anyway, so what are you doing? I mean, how are you optimistic about the future? Well, I'm fundamentally an optimistic person. But, and, but you aren't know, you already in it right now? You're already, you're already there with Cava and all that stuff. Huh, but I've been in Cava for six years, so I, uh, I think that when, when we look back, how would you like to this, be Instapress? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're already, you're already in, your mindset's already in the information age. You're already an entrepreneur in the information age. Yeah, that, that That's may the just be in DNA, or maybe I hung around Steve Jobs enough. Um, <laughs> I, I have, you know how people say they reinvented themselves as if that that's a really conscious decision? For me, it was totally unconscious. So I started in the, hardware and software business of personal computers and then there was the internet and then there was the smart devices and then there was social media and now i'm trying to reinvent myself as a podcaster uh because i think you've written books and i've written books i think podcasting is the new publishing so if somebody were to say to me today i want to write a book i would tell you don't write a book because for me anyway writing a book it takes a year 
and then your publisher takes a year and you get one advance and that's the only payment you'll ever get and once you finish the book after a year you turn it into your publisher and it's frozen it's done you're never going to revise that book again whereas podcasting and radio shows I mean, every week is a different thing and every week you can sell advertising i i Although I've, I've told myself this 14 times before, I'm never going to write another book. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So, so somebody's sitting at home right now. They've lost their job. They realize how dependent they were on, on this job, job security. and job security. Um, and they're starting to think differently. What would you say to them? Oh, okay. First of all, I would think about the health, you know, your health. Secondly, in the short run, it's going to be a very difficult time, right? So I read someplace that, you know, on average, Americans have like $500 in savings. They have like less than a month of money to pay for expenses. And so this is going to be a difficult time. And I don't think we should underplay the fact that, you know, it's not all honky-dory, kumbaya. Well, entrepreneurship you know, we're, we're, never yeah. has been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so one of it is just pure survival for a while. But then you know, you will survive. And, and then, you know, what do you do? And I think you, you need a conscious plan to say that, okay, so I cannot depend on a large company to carry me through. If you work for a large company, how about a 401k? How about a pension? How about Medicare? How about Medicare? Yeah. So I, th I think, and, and I mean this in a positive sense that you have to look out for number one, you cannot depend on the government or a large company to take care of you and and it's about efficacy and independence so now don't don't misinterpret what i'm saying i'm not saying that you should not go work for a large company I mean, if, if google hires you and gives you the world's greatest job man for the short term take the job but then know that that could end at any moment yeah. so you know save your money do moonlight on the side, develop other skills while you're somebody else is paying for your living expenses and hedge your bets because uh, this too can end. Amen. Yes, because well said. just two months ago, we couldn't find workers. You know, we do a lot of construction work and all that. Yeah. All, of, all of these uh, construction guys, you know, they had so many jobs and all this. They're prima yes. donnas. Well, now even just driving into work today, just driving in, there's there's parking lots full of people looking for work. They're just hanging out, waiting to get picked up and to yeah. find day work. And that's what and I'm that saying. That disappeared. That was gone years years ago. But the point that, we, well, you know, guy, I'm, I'm a professional investor is what I do. The markets crash. They come down like, you know, they say the, the bull goes up the stairs and the bear goes out the window the bear just went out the bear just went out the window big time and people are still looking for jobs and i think that's really what i'm doing my best yeah. to say to people is question what your mommy and daddy taught you go to school get a job save money and invest for the long term in a well diversified portfolio of stocks bonds mutual funds and count on a government pension that was my dad mm -hmm. and that's why he was poor phd yeah uh, you know i i think there's a myth that the, the path to success in life is a straight and narrowly uh, defined path, right? So you, you go to the right school, you get the right job, you know, and all that. And I would say that if you look at most successful people, it's a very jagged path. You know, Guy Kawasaki, he goes to law school and drops out after two weeks. He starts <laughs> counting diamonds. And from counting diamonds, he goes to Apple. And from Apple, he goes to a software company. And software company, you know, he goes to another software. I mean, I've had a very jagged path. And, and none of it was planned. So we, we need to bust the myth that, you know, you're going to sit there and you're going to plan your life. I mean, I'm not saying you should be rudderless. But to think that you're just going to plot this path and it's going to be straight and narrow and easy that is just not going to happen. Well, given this coronavirus, I mean, that's it's such a game changer. Nobody could have predicted it. If you said, you know, here's my five-year plan, and then this happens tomorrow, the yeah. plan changed. Well, I, 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 think, I think for many listeners of your podcast, of your radio show, and I don't know uh, what you've said about the stock market, but I think that uh, for most people, you should not be dependent upon optimism or pessimism based on the Dow Jones industrial average because that's, that's such an artificial number that 
doesn't necessarily bear any reality to your life. You know, those people in the parking lot that are looking for a job, if if the Dow magically became 26,000 tomorrow, they would still be looking that's, for jobs, that's right. right? That's right. And, and on the other hand, on the other hand, if the Dow went from 26,000 to 19,000, but you are someone in a in a job that is still necessary, still important, you don't care what that the, the DJIA went down. And so you have to like not let external numbers make you crazy. Yeah, I, I, I never understood how they pegged the economy to the Dow Jones average. I never understood that because it doesn't have yeah. anything to do with that, what's happening in, really in the day-to-day economy. Not at all. Exactly to yeah, your point. I mean, if you think about it, one of the reasons why many of those stocks went up is because many of them used money to buy back shares so that the price of their per share went up and then like okay so what did that have to do with anybody's life or productivity it had nothing to do it it was buyback right so um, i often tell people that you know people look at macro numbers and they make themselves crazy so in in my business in tech and venture capital there are entrepreneurs who say okay so year over year Venture capital is up 10%. It's a great time to be an entrepreneur. The opposite also happens. They say year over year, venture capital investment is down 10%. So they go into this deep funk because they look at the macro number. And I tell people, don't look at the big number. If the venture capital business is booming, but you can't get an investment, you suck. And if the venture capital business is retrenching if, if if venture capital investment is down 20 percent, but you raised the million dollars you need who the hell cares about the macro number it's like just worry about yourself so i i think entrepreneur boils down to a very simple thing which is you got to make something and you got to sell it everything else is bullshit so make it sell it <laughs> make it. it sell it I that's it. all it counts i love it Amen. Amen, brother. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, guys, it's really an honor to have you, you know, it's to always be, fun to have you on the if, program. If I'm going to be confused with somebody, it's better you than Steve Case. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, Steve Case is, you know, he, he definitely changed the world with AOL. He, he, did, did. he, yes, did, he did. He did. Yes, he did. Can but, I tell you my famous Steve Case story just to show you yeah. what a man that guy is? Of course. So I was I was with him and his team the day that Apple blew up his contract. He was doing uh, basically Apple online services for consumers for Apple. Apple had an internal employee system, and he was going to create a system so that Apple could take that to consumers. And Apple blew up that contract, and I was with his team and him the day that they blew up the contract. And they're like, you know, ready to kill themselves because this is their contract. This is, you know, what their company was doing. And I said to Steve, you know, Steve, I could tell you something. Maybe Apple has done you a favor because inside of Apple, it would be totally political. They'll be controlling your development, controlling your marketing. You have to throw it over the transom and hope they do it right. So now... Yeah, they paid for a lot of your de- development and they set you free, Steve. So look uh-huh. at it like an optimist. And which is kind of a lesson here that, you know, Steve went from being dependent on Apple to becoming an entrepreneur. What a concept. Yeah. And so he says, you know, guy, why don't you do some online conferences? Why don't you do some consulting for us? I said, okay, Steve, let's do it. So he started paying me like 2000 bucks a month and he, I was doing online conferences and then after a while, AOL took off. I wasn't doing the consulting. I wasn't doing the conferences. I see him two or three years later at a conference. And he says, Guy, are we still working with you? I said, No, Steve, you know, I, I did it for a while, but then there was nothing more to consult on. And he says, Are you still going to conferences for us? I said, No, Steve, because you guys reached critical mass. It wasn't really necessary. So, you know, I'm not even doing conferences. Then he says, Guy, did we ever give you any stock? I said, No, Steve, but. You know, I didn't really help that much, so don't worry about it. He goes, no, guy. I said I'd give you stock. I'm going to give you stock. So he gave me a couple thousand shares of stock. And you know that story in the Bible where you had five fish and five loaves and it fed everybody? Those 2,000 shares 
of early AOL stock, it split, it split, it split, it went public and all that. And oh my God, like I have a statue for Steve. Every time I come <laughs> to my house, I go, thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> and so I tell you this whole story because I think it's an illustration of the character of the man that years later, he did not have to give me that stock. I would not have held it against him. And that stock turned into literally millions of dollars. So that's my Steve Case story. Oh, that's great that's story. a great story. That's a great story. That says a yeah. lot about him. But yeah. most important, Mr. Kawasaki, you know, congratulations. Your attitude, your sunshine, your positiveness <laughs> shines throughout the yeah, world. I'm going I'm to like rub it into Robert here. Rub it so, into him. So thank so, <laughs> Robert, thank you what, what very much. I'm just a dark side. <laughs> anyway, uh, Guy, thank you very much. Thanks, and Guy. You're thanks the for best. the contribution. You wrote what? Wise Guys? Wise Guy. And my well, name? you wrote The oh. Art of the Start 2.0, The Art of Social Media, Enchantment, Wise Guy. Yeah. yeah. But Robert, what I want you to tell all your listeners is to do this one thing, which is they should subscribe to my podcast. Oh, sure, okay. sure, sure. Right? So my podcast is at remarkablepeople.com, and it interviews people. I interview people like Margaret Atwood, Jane Goodall, Steve Wozniak, Steve Wolfram, Andrew Yang, Shane Claiborne, just the most remarkable people. And they will learn from these interviews how to be a remarkable person. And someday... I want to interview you <laughs> because I consider you remarkable. Remarkablepeople.com. Okay, we, remarkable will, we will send that out. Yep. I, I know that when you guys tell people to do something, they will do it. So you tell them to subscribe to Remarkable People, okay? okay. I will, I will. All right. <laughs> well, keep, keep, keep up the good work. Yeah, man. thank you, keep, guys. All right. Nice guy. Take All the care. Best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. And we come back, we're going more into what you can do as a future entrepreneur, because I see it as so, so bright. It is so, so bright. So when we come back, we're going to more what you can do as a future entrepreneur. We'll be right back. At Qualcomm, we believe in staying connected, and you can see us wherever 5G is helping transform telemedicine, supporting remote education, and powering mobile PCs. The Invention Age is here. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash invention age. Welcome back, Robert Kiyosaki, the Rich Dad Radio Show, the good news and bad news about money. I want to thank Guy Kawasaki, like people keep getting you know, mixed up, Kawasaki and Kiyosaki, but it's uh, very proud of the guy. I mean, he's a fantastic entrepreneur. He's the evangelist for his rays of sunshine and hope, and I'm on the dark side. I'm Darth Vader of this whole world, but you actually need both. You know, as Bucky Fuller says, unity is plural at minimum too. So you have light and you have dark. And that's what, that's the power actually comes from the dark. That's what I found out. And that's, anyway. actually, and that's actually being realistic. Yeah. I mean, it's being realistic. You can't just be, op, you just can't have just, just optimism and you can't just have yeah. pa pessimism, so I, but you got to have that balance. I look at this crash as the best thing because we actually we're prepared for it. But anyway, you can listen to the Rich Dad Radio Program anytime, anywhere on iTunes, Android, on YouTube, and leave us a comment when you listen to this program. Our programs are archived at richdadradio.com. We archive them so you can listen to it again because you listen to it twice, you'll learn twice as much, but also you can share with friends, family members, and business associates because this is not an ordinary time. As I said earlier, what's in the news today is the death of the old. This pandemic, which is March 2020, is old. It was coming. I mean, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you it was coming. And now if you, if you didn't prepare for it, well, I can't do much for it. And we didn't know it was going to come as a virus. We no. thought there was other factors that were going to drive this, but now we're here one Nazim way or Talib, another. Nazim Taleb calls it the black swan. There's always these black swan events. 9-11 was a black swan event. We didn't prepare for it, but we knew something was coming. But the other, the biggest point here is this. This is, the, this is an evolutionary change. This is a transformational change. And so Guy Kawasaki is perfect because he is really in the tech world and you can ask anybody in my company, I'm a Technosaurus Rex. I know nothing, but it doesn't stop me from being an entrepreneur because entrepreneur is a mindset and a skill set, but mostly a mindset. So all of you out there looking for the next job, you're a dinosaur because the future of jobs is finished because what we're talking about now is everybody, 
you know, needs to be an entrepreneur. Even if you have a job, still be an entrepreneur. Still, you know, somebody calls it a side hustle. Do something else. Join a network marketing company. Join people who are being positive and moving forward. But if you're hanging out with your depressed old friends who are clinging to job security and a pension, you better find some new friends is what I'm saying because they're going to pollute your brain and your spirit. That's the big part. So this news is old. You know, it was coming for years. I don't, I think it's a hoax personally, but I don't think the virus is a hoax, but I think it's a smoke screen for what has been coming for years. And that's why for years and years and years and years and years, I've been chicken little and it hasn't been pleasant. And thank God some people come up to me and said, I'm glad I listened to you. But many of my friends are saying I should have listened to you. But I'm saying that's the past. Let's move on. Any comments, Kim? Well, that is true because we have had many people come up and say thank you for what you've been teaching because of because now I have a business or I have investments and I'm going to be okay through this whole thing. Unfortunately, a lot of people are not. And if you're right now, you've just lost your job and you're trying to figure out how to make ends meet at the end of the month, this could be an opportunity to start thinking differently. Look at your life differently. What else can you do? As as Guy was saying, you know, where's the opportunity that once you come, once we come out of this, what's the opportunity? Now, if you're stuck home with your kids and all, maybe this is the chance to to learn something new. But and, the opportunity sits in your hand. It is. It's your cell phone it or your iPad or your computer. It's, everything is right there. Let me just say one more thing, talk about what we're doing at Rich Dad, because we've been preparing for this for years. So people say, oh, you're so negative. I'm not negative, I'm, I'm looking into the future. So right now, I had a long phone call with my friend, um, meeting yesterday with Blair Sanger, Rich Dad Advisor on sales. I said, you know, so Blair, Blair's a little worried. I said, look, Blair, they need your skill set more than ever before. Just start putting it out there. I talked to another woman, Trina Maduro, and she teaches people how to shop online and get paid for it. I said, they need your skill set more than ever before. They're already in the market. They just don't know how to market it. And Andy Tanner. Andy, Andy Tanner, Tanner. Teaching people how to make cash flow from stocks. I mean, people need that education. Right. And, and, but the, the biggest thing, there's more opportunity. But it's what gets you in trouble is the old ideas in your head. Go to school, get a job, save money. Why saving money is bad? It's because they're printing trillions of it. Wake up. Wake up. 80% of the world debt is measured in U.S. dollars. That's why the dollar is so strong, makes gold weak. But if you don't study this stuff, I don't know where the heck you're at. So this is the biggest opportunity. The thing I said to Mona this morning is, see, Amazon is the big Megillah. They run the world right now. So I asked Mona one question. I said, how can we take on Amazon? And she says, what do you mean? I said, tell me how we take on Amazon. We're entrepreneurs, we can take on anybody. And Bucky Fuller called that ephemeralization. Ephemeralization is the same thing as your little cell phone today has more power than the mainframe computers of 50 years ago. You have more power in your hands today, but if your brain doesn't have any power and you're still looking for the job security and a pension, I think you're as obsolete as a Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's the problem. The problem's in your head. And I know I'm selling like a pessimist, which I have for years, but that pessimism allows me to see a brighter future. This is the end of the industrial age. We're in the beginning of the information age. There's more opportunity than ever before, but you've got to change your, the way you think, your attitude, and your friends. Thank you for listening to the Rich Dad Radio Show. Thank you to Guy Kawasaki. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.